What's up, guys? Shane Larson here with the Game Time Guru. Excited for another interview here on the podcast. Today's a super exciting one. We're going to be bringing on a young athlete out of California who's a quarterback, 14 years old, six foot two. He can sling it. And we're going to be learning about his journey, what he's done so far in the SYFL, Pop Warner, what some of his strengths and his weaknesses are, how his belief in God plays a role in his, you know, in his young life, not just on the field, but also just in his life, some of his mentors and the life lessons that he's had from there um, and what he expects to be doing here in the next year. We'll be talking about all these things today on the show. It's going to be an exciting one. Uh, Great interview coming your way. You're going to really, really want to tune in here. I'm going to put his links here in the description so you guys can follow his journey. That's the point of highlighting these athletes is to, to be able to follow their journey and see what they do because he's got a lot of potential and he hasn't even unlocked all of it yet. I want to give a shout out also to the, the sponsor of today's podcast, which is Nation's Best NIL Athletes. Shout out to, to Nation's Best for everything that they're doing over there. Make sure to give them a follow. I'll link them in the description. Nation's Best is always doing a great job highlighting today's athletes and getting them the exposure that they deserve. Not just that they need, but that they deserve. They've earned that. And Nation's Best has done a great job providing that platform to be able to highlight these athletes. So shout out to Nation's Best NIL Athletes, who are the sponsor of today's podcast as we collaborate together and get these athletes that uh, recognition that they deserve. I hope you guys enjoy this one. Uh, we're going to be talking to this young man. You're going to like him. He's awesome. And, uh, we're looking forward to seeing what he does in his high school career. This is the game time guru. So what time is it? Game time. This is the game time guru podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies or simply a casual sports fan, This is the perfect show for you as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. My name is Shane Larson. I am the host of the show. I've been doing this for six and a half years now. I'm super excited. Oops. Super excited to be here with you guys today. Um, for another interview here on the podcast, we come to you with the weekly show every single week. Uh, we have another you know, guest every Friday. This is how we've been doing it for six years. And today we're bringing on an awesome athlete who is working his way through the ranks. Um, he's in high school right now and he's you know, taking care of business there and he has aspirations to go further on. And we're going to get to know him a little bit. I just want to remind everybody, if this is your first time listening to the show, I appreciate you all uh, for tuning in. You know, I'm trying to build out my YouTube platform right now. I only have about 350 plus subscribers. So that one I've been laying dormant for the last six years. I wanted to use this as a year to kind of build that platform too, because we do have the video content here. So if you're listening to this, maybe this is your first time listening to the podcast because you might know who our guest is. Um, I just encourage you to follow me on YouTube. And then my biggest platforms, of course, are Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you guys enjoy the interview, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and, uh, help us out there because the more reviews we get, the further this reach can go. So like I said, I'm going to, you know, you heard it in the introduction. We're bringing on high school quarterback. This guy, he's an athlete and we've got a quite the story. Um, he's got a lot of accolades. He's, he's a stellar athlete. Um, he's got some experience playing multiple sports and we're going to talk about that as well. His name is DJ Mitchell. DJ, thanks for joining the show, brother. You're welcome. You're welcome. So give us a little bit of a background DJ of, uh, you know, where you're at and, and where you're court, where you're currently playing, um at this moment so everybody kind of has an idea of where we're looking at so last year i played 14u pop winner for la habra and this year trying to be i held back to get stronger get ready for high school get faster 
And for seven on seven, I've been playing up, getting used to that high school speed because it's a big jump. And that changed from a high school ball to an eighth grade ball or to like a youth ball. So, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Okay. Okay. So that's awesome that you mentioned that, you know, at this point, a lot of people don't actually understand the differences between going from, you know, the, we would call it either like the junior high pop Warner middle school, however you want to turn, you know, use that terminology into the high school realm. You mentioned the, even the ball size, the speed of the game, you know, as you've been training and you've been getting used to the new, you know, the new style of play, the, the speed, what is the biggest adjustment? Is it the speed? Is it, is it the physicality? What are you noticing so far early on in your journey trying to get used to that high school level? I think it's the speed because, like, you have to get the ball out way quicker than 14U. Like, the ball has to be out as soon as he breaks. And if he, if he doesn't get out as soon as he breaks, it can be picked off, deflected. So it's really fast. I think it's the speed. Man, that's uh, that's something that, that's interesting to hear at this level because – um, that's what a lot of the guys that I've talked to on the show, like that have gone to the professional level playing in the NFL and so forth, they'll say the same thing. Every level, it gets a little bit faster, a little bit faster. And so you're starting to see it right here. It's cool that you're understanding that. So you referenced pop Warner and that's actually not like, it's, it's not very common across the entire country. There are some States that do do, you know, that do play pop Warner. Can you talk to us about your experience in pop Warner and how that's prepared you so far in your uh, young career? I think Pop Warner has taught me like the fundamentals and way to like read the coverages and get the ball out of my hands. I think that that's really, I don't know, like that's. Yeah. So it's teaching you the basics and so forth, which is designed to do. Um, do you have a favorite memory from playing Pop Warner? I'm just curious because for myself, you know, I played, we called it optimist football, which is the same concept, the same thing um, growing up throughout through. And I'm in Idaho. So it's, you know, the same thing as what Pop Warner would be where you're at. But uh, there are some awesome memories that I had from that time, learning the basics and whatnot. But there were some big time games that I can remember that we played in. My team went 28 and one over the course of four years. Like we were a pretty stellar team. And later on, which is cool, and you'll probably look back on this experience yourself. We had like four guys from that early on day that went and played Division One football. So it's kind of cool to just kind of see like where we were at younger age and then how they progressed. But do you have a favorite memory from your Pop Warner days? Well, I played SYFL for most of my most of my youth, so I think that's my memories. I think memories that I have is scoring all my Super Bowls and the Super Bowl like the big stage, being on that big stage, and I just love that. Like that's how I feel about that, just the Super Bowls and stuff and winning. So that's perfect that you said that, man. The SYFL. So can you talk to us about that? Because we've talked about it on the show before, but like Snoop. Everyone just knows him as a rapper, but if, if, if they don't know, he's got his own like football league and he's helping the youth like develop. What was it like competing in the SYFL? Um, they're definitely bigger, stronger, faster than your pop one Um, you know, like at 10, y'all was playing against 200 pound linemen. So it's a, oh. it's, it's really, yeah. And they're fast and they're just more aggressive than, than the average pop one I don't really know how to explain it, but yeah. Yeah, so the, the level of uh, athleticism is a little bit higher. You yeah. know, I, I tell I tell people that DJ, I'm, I'm always talking to people. I coach club basketball, and travel. we we go we travel across the country. And all my kids are like 17. We play around like you know we're going to Arizona this week, and we'll be in California next week, and down in Orange County. Like we're going everywhere, and it's just interesting the levels of athleticism at different spots of the country and different leagues and so forth. You you get used to one league. And one level of athleticism, it's just depending on where you're at, there's just levels to the game. And that's cool to hear. Um, you know, if you have a game so far in, in your young career, a game that stands out to you, you mentioned Super Bowls, um, you mentioned, you know, 
winning some stuff like touchdowns and so forth. Like what is like the game that stands out to you so far where you can say, Hey, like this is when I knew I was going to be a stellar athlete and I have a lot of potential to unlock still. I think when it was this year too. So the team scored and I had 20 seconds left to drive on the field and I drove on the field for the game winner. That was probably like the biggest moment where like, I think I'm ready. That was the biggest moment. Yo, career. 20 seconds to go. Okay, let's dissect that for a second, man. So that shows leadership, right? Yeah. Talk to me about how you did that. Like, what was going on through your mind? How did you slow the game down and be able to go down the field in 20 seconds and and get to the, you know, get that game winner? How did, at this age, how were you able to do that? Because I think that's something that a lot of coaches want to hear about. That We want to hear about how you uh, were able to slow everything down and actually, you know, get everything situated and execute at a high level. So I think I was I was really calm. I was just praying to God, like God, this is like take the will. I was all I was just super duper calm and everything. And as I when I was calm, I can just I'm wait I'm working pose like it's just me on the field. That's all. That's how I was feeling. So that's really how to explain it. Like I was just it was just me on that field. Like it is I don't know. Like that's how I feel really. Like oh, that's awesome. No, that's cool. I, I see what you're saying there, man. You, you, you're staying calm. And that's something that you're going to have to continue to do throughout the rest of your, your career in, in athletics is be able to withstand the storm and stay calm in high-pressure situations because as you get in the higher levels of high school and you continue to compete with better athletes, there's going to be times where that's going to be necessary. It's going to get more and more and more as you go. And it's good that you're experiencing that at a younger age. Um, so, DJ, you, you mentioned you referenced God right here, um, and you've talked about it right before we started recording. You are a believer. And I'm just curious, like how does being a believer in Christ help you as an athlete and just as a young man in America, just to be able to live your life in a good way and be able to be an athlete and, and everything? How does that play a role in your life? I just know that God's always by my side and he's, and he's with me every, every day of the week, every day. He's by my side and I always let him take the will. Like it's just me and him. That's how I feel like. So you feel like you've got a pretty good friendship and relationship with God. Yeah. That's so awesome, man. I, 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 uh, the reason I asked that question is because I actually find it to be vitally important and it's cool that you at this age already have that. I'm not trying to press any kind of agenda towards anything on the show or anything, but I want to share that with people because that is something that's important to you. Um, I think in society, there's a lot of people who have lost that focus. And the fact that you have that right now is going to help you throughout your athletic career, um, I just had a guy on my show named Bob Wheatley a couple weeks back. He was a former professional baseball player, and he talked about how just having faith in God helped him in his professional baseball career because it shifted his mindset. He had a relationship with him, and it was something similar to what you said. He had this personal relationship with him. He felt like he was playing for something more than just himself all the time, and so it just helped him throughout his career and, and his life, quite frankly. So I just wanted to commend you for that. I think that's really cool, and it shows that you have been, you know, you got good parents and a good mentoring system. Uh, to help you. And I think that's super, super cool. So, you know, DJ, um, in your bio, you mentioned playing multiple sports, uh, basketball and, and football. Uh, what would you say is the biggest takeaway from basketball that you can put into football and vice versa? What's something that you've taken from football that you can implement into the basketball scene? Probably um, like physicality and all that, like go up and get that rebound. Cause like football, you're really physical in basketball. You need to get those rebounds and I think for basketball, it's probably like the stamina because you're, you're going back and forth from and it's really like draining. So that's stamina. That's all I don't really know. That's all I explain. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, at this point, what's your favorite? Do you have one yet? 
football. I love football. Yeah. Yeah, football, football's your football's your favorite right now, man. That's that's what you do. So you're listed just under six two, and you're fourteen. Is that right? Yeah, six two. Now I got to ask you, like, I, I don't know, like your your parents or wh- whomever, but like, are are you going to keep growing? I don't know, like, wh- what's it looking like for you? I'm projected to be six five. My dad's six three. Mom's five ten. Grandma's five eleven. Other my other dad. I mean my um my grandpa. Six one, other grandpa six four. So I have very tall. Oh man! Oh yeah, you've got some height in the family, man. What a blessing that is, huh? Six two. I just think that's wild. I'm six two, uh, and I'm thirty four, and I'm just thinking, I'm like, dang it, six two and fourteen. Like, and you're probably still growing. That's awesome, man. So, what I want to ask you, TJ, is on the on the field, um, what is your biggest trait? Like, what's the biggest? Sorry, not trait. Your skill set. What's your biggest skill set that you bring? to the field that you're looking to, to continue bringing as you get into the high school level and, and, and onward, what's your biggest skill set? I think accuracy and leadership. I'm, I'm very accurate. That's what I think in my opinion and my leadership. Your accuracy. How do you continue to train? There's a lot of, there's a lot of quarterbacks that'll say, Hey, I'm pretty accurate. Um, and then when they get into a game like situation, they're, they're not accurate. So I want to know what you're doing on the outside, off the field, right? Like outside of your normal games and practices, what are you doing to continue to help with your accuracy? Um, I train with 3D QB, um, John Beck, Adam Dado, Jonathan Rez. I train with all of them and they help me out to get my accuracy, all my mechanics down and just help me out to get to that next level. Ooh, I like that. Name dropping some of the trainers there. Shout out to those guys for helping you with the development. When, uh, when we're talking mechanics, what uh, when you're talking accuracy too, from a mechanical standpoint, how are you with throwing the ball? Like, what's your what's your is it a sidearm release or do you have a pretty pro style release? Like, like what what's it looking like for you when it comes to the mechanical side of the game? I think I'm pro style. I don't throw sidearm. Even if I have to, I go like you know like change the angle and all that. But I'm I'm mostly like up here pro style. Really, I don't throw sidearm. Okay. Yeah, you got a pretty good – yeah, so your mechanics are pretty solid. You're not doing the Patrick Mahomes kind of thing right now. You're you're learning it the right way. <laughs> not saying Mahomes can't get it done, but you know what I mean. There's there's a lot of kids that are starting to, to throw, like, sidearm just because they see him throwing it. So you got it down. Um, what's your arm strength looking like, DJ, at this age? I mean, obviously you're growing, so you're going to continue to get stronger and stronger, but I'm just curious, like, at this point. Well, right now I can throw the football at, like, 45 to 50 yards, and I'm benching, like – 130 for three reps. So I'm trying to get stronger on that. Ooh. Okay, dude, you're like reading my mind, brother. So from the weight room side of things, that's it's a topic of discussion for kids that are your age, you know, just as we get into the high school side of things, like there's there's the discussion of, okay, now when is it time to start hitting the weight room? And the impact that can really make on an athlete, if they do it at the right age, I feel like you are at the right age to where you can start hitting the weights pretty good without it, you know, having any kind of negative effect on you um have you noticed so far you mentioned your bench press but have you noticed since you started lifting the difference in your game yes i have in factory where i go that's where we work out really helped me out coach lopez and coach matt's helping me out getting stronger and i feel like now i can like see it coming to fruition i can I'm, i feel like i'm getting stronger i'm getting faster quicker more like i don't know yeah just that's all yeah yeah more agile quicker stronger faster and it's only going to continue to be that way man it's cool that you have that you know foundation um i just want to commend you for that too dj because 
you know, the earlier you can get into the routine of lifting and training and working on agility, speed, power, all of that, the better it is. Cause a lot of these kids, they get into it too late. Quite honestly, they'll, they'll get it. They'll start lifting in their junior year in high school or whatever it might be. And honestly, that's not a bad thing, but it might be a little too late for some of them because they could have been doing this two years before. So guys like yourself, who've been putting in the work consistently a couple of years ahead, that's, that's usually where you start to see the separation. You start to see a separation about that junior year of high school for a lot of kids. And, uh, now that you have that foundation, I think that's awesome, man. Um, growing up and, and even right now, do you have a quarterback that you look up to DJ that like even as a professional college, anybody like maybe it's a parent of yours that played, but do you have somebody that you've looked up to that you style like your game after? I think CJ Shard and Bryce Young. That's how I feel really. Ooh, CJ. <clears throat> okay. Because I'm a Buckeyes fan, by the way. So I, I love Stroud, just as an FYI. Fun fact, DJ Stroud played on the Pomona Series with me. He was on 40 hours on 6U. Fun fact. Really? He played with so Baker. You, got... you know Justin Flo? I know who it is, yeah. Yeah, they play, they play on the same team. So they're on the series with me. Yo, look at that connection. Holy cow, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge Stroud fan just because I'm a huge Buckeyes fan. So that's that's massive, man. Um, and then you mentioned Bryce Young as well. What about their game uh, stands out to you that you that you like? I think their pocket presence and the way they're just never scared and they can go get it. That's why that's that's really like. And they're and they're at very accurate, very accurate. Absolutely, man. And and when you so when you mentioned both of their names, one of the first things that came to my mind because I just studied the game a lot myself is the fact that they are poised. They're poised and controlled. You know what I mean? They're not. They're not shaken in the moment. I mean, there's going to be games where some are accurate and not, just depending on the situation. But I never saw Stroud get truly rattled. I've had, I've seen him have games where you know his his passing was a little off every once in a while, but that's going to happen. Yeah. But he was never rattled, and I think that's such a strong skill. And so when you said that, I was just like, yeah, that's exactly what I would think of when when looking at them. Um, as you go forward. Uh, I was, you know, I, I obviously we landed this interview because of the collaboration that I do with nation's best football um, and the NIL athletes and everything, you know, it's a little young, you're a little young right now to like be getting into the NIL stuff, but I mean, it is important to market. I'm sure your parents would say the same thing, you know, making sure that your name's out there. So coaches, that's why you're on this podcast. So you can, you know, highlight yourself. Uh, talk to us about that and the importance of having, you know, a strong image as an athlete and uh, staying out of trouble at the same time. Well, I think you need to stay out of trouble because if you get in trouble, there goes your D1 scholarships or offers. And I think having like a good image of yourself helps you out with coaches and all that. And people will look up to you and, and you want a good, a good influence on people and other kids that are looking up to you. Absolutely, man. You know, what's interesting, DJ, as I had a, there's a, there's a, sports agent he's actually patrick mahomes agent but he's been around for a long time and his name's lee steinberg you can look him up if you don't know who he is but he was troy aikman steve young's agent warren moon all these like hall of fame quarterbacks i had him on the show i was talking to him and he mentioned something about that even at the nfl level right these players like one of the biggest things he tells them as an agent is to stay out of trouble and one of the best ways to do that is to surround yourself with the right people and stay away from the people, even if they're your closest friends, but if they're get you, if they're gonna get you in trouble, you gotta stay away from them because when you get to the next level, like in the next next level and everything, and money's now involved, it, it can really put a, it can put a damper on things. So with that being said, I guess 
who are some of the most positive influences in your life that you've been able to surround yourself with? Um, probably my whole family, my dad, my mom, my dad's like always been there for me, especially my mom too. So I think those are that those who influence me. That's probably my dad and my mom. They've always been there for you. What's the biggest lesson you've taken away from your dad or your mom? Well, first, I think my mom told me to be to do the right thing when nobody's looking and show character. And my dad tells me, my dad told me how to become a man and how to stay strong when other people are trying to bring you down and just always be yourself. I love that, man. It's, it's, you got some good parents there, man. They're, they're teaching you the right thing. And you can tell just by your demeanor, brother. I, I love it. Um, I want to ask you this. <clears throat> so, what would you say? This is a weird question, but what would you say is your biggest weakness at this point as a quarterback or as an athlete in general? Um, and how are you going to improve upon that weakness? I know it's kind of weird. Like, why are we talking about my weaknesses? I've already heard about your strengths, leadership and accuracy. But let's talk about a weakness and, and how you're going to potentially, you know, get, you know, make that a strength instead of a weakness. I think my footwork, I, I had to get good, better at my footwork. It's, it's a little, it, it could be improved. And probably my speed. I need to get faster too. Footwork, dude. That's awesome that you're even thinking about that. How how can you improve your footwork as a quarterback? By just spending time with just just me and practicing my three steps, my five steps, my climbing in the pocket, sliding right, sliding left. Because it's gonna it's gonna come a time where I need to use those those tools. I like that, man. You mentioned you referenced seven on seven earlier, DJ, and um, I wanted to kind of pick your brain on that. Seven on seven has become a more of a popular thing across the country right now. <clears throat> As like five, ten years ago, it actually wasn't that popular. There was it was starting to pick up, but it wasn't that popular. Now it's a big deal. Um, there's mixed opinions on that though. Like some people say, well, seven on seven doesn't teach you the fundamentals. It's there's no po but I also think that there's a lot of um, positives that come from seven on seven. I enjoy watching the tournaments that we have. We have a really good seven on seven team that came out of Meridian, Idaho. Um, they're really, really good. I want to know what you have learned from playing on seven on seven and how that's actually helped your game, because I'm so sick of hearing the negative stuff about it. I want to hear from you how seven on seven actually improves the full football game for you. It's easier to see the field and scan the field because you, because you like, you don't have Lyman rushing at you. You can like see the field and like where to throw the ball, what defensive covers they're in. It's just way easier than that. And it helps you to like read defenses way more. That's how I feel. Yeah. Do you feel like it helps you with your, you know, you were mentioning timing and, and speed of the next level, like, and, and your receivers have to make breaks and stuff. Do you feel like it's helping you with understanding, you know, throw it when they cut, like when they make their break that you got to throw it to them. Do you feel like it's helping you there? Yes. A lot It's really helped me out. Awesome, man. That's super cool. So for those who were listening, um, I know it's, it's, it's a little early to say it, but like if I'm a college coach and I'm, I'm trying to keep my eye out there, right? Cause we're talking, this is a collaboration with nation's best NIL athletes. They're going to have this out there for you. And people are going to start to hear your name more and more and more as they already probably have. If you were to say, Hey, like here's my three biggest things that you're going to get from me as an athlete, as a man, as a student, whatever it is, um, what would that be? If you have a chance right now, DJ, what you do, tell us what, uh, what you're going to bring, the three biggest things that you would bring to a program when the time comes. Great attitude, my leadership, and my grades. I like that. Grades, man. 
stand up on it in the classroom. What's your favorite class? Like, what's your favorite topic to study? I like math. I like math and history. I gotta, I gotta learn about history and how America came to be and just everything. Just all the history. I love history. It's probably my favorite. Yo, dude, those are the two ones that I actually enjoy too. And I think it's cool that you even mentioned math in the first place too, because as a quarterback, it's funny. Like there's some, there's some good stuff to learn. Like math can teach you how to be analytical and like see things in a different way than the, the, the general public. And, uh, I think that's actually really funny. Um, here's a fun fact. I'll have to talk to you after the show's over, but I've had a couple of quarterbacks on my show. Uh, some that played in the NFL. Have you, uh, had Cody Pickett? He was a third stringer for the 49ers, but he did end up getting to start a few games for them back in the day. I had Max Hall who played for the Cardinals for a while and got himself hurt. Um, and now he's out of the NFL, but he was talking about his experience. And one of the things they talked about is the playbook. Um, and the playbook, as you get into higher levels of, of, uh, playing the playbook gets a little bit more and more in depth that each play is harder to understand so um, i'll have to have you listen to those interviews and learn from those guys because they're they're really cool and they talk about just how each level of of football continues to get more and more interesting so you have to continue to learn so as i'm wrapping up the interview with that being said i want to ask you you know knowing that knowing from what i know from talking to the athletes i've spoken to over the last six years it requires you to continue to learn as, especially as a quarterback, you've got to continue learning. How do you intend on continuing to develop and learn outside of just practicing? What are some of the ways that you're going to continue to learn and develop DJ at, at, and, you know, basically master your craft? I think being in the study room, I want to be the first in the study room in the, in the first, I mean, in the last that I'm out of the study room, because I want to really study and see, the coverages, the playbooks, everything. I, I, I really want to get way better at being in the in the um the film room. Just being the first in and the last out every every day. That's how I feel. I'll get better and learn. Heck yeah, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what you do. Uh the film room's an important one, very underrated piece of being a high level athlete. I talked to a former Boise State football player. When he came home, he served a church mission, came home and he was trying to get himself in shape. One of the things he said that helped him so much when he was trying to get his athleticism there to get on that level, he wasn't quite there athletically yet, and he was trying to get his body back in shape. But one of the things that gave him an advantage was watching film because he was able to have an advantage understanding certain angles and timing. He was a safety. And so that helped him actually get rep on the field because he knew where he was supposed to be until he could get in the right shape and get faster, bigger, stronger, faster to play at the D1 level. Watching film helped him take that advantage. So take that for what it's worth, but I would continue to keep that mindset, DJ, go to the film room, continue working on that, even at a young age, so that you can continue to, to, to learn and develop, and that will put you light years ahead of everybody else, man. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you, DJ, as you go forward. Um, I just want to ask one last question for you as we wrap up the interview. Where can we expect to see you, DJ Mitchell, uh, one year from today? I have about eight high schools Thinking about Bosco, Mayfair, La Habra, Orange, Buena Park. I have like a couple high schools. I don't really know where I'm going to go yet. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, sounds good, man. No, that's cool. I won't make you say anything officially right now at this point. 
But here's the deal. We're looking forward to seeing you, DJ. I'm going to be, you know, you know, checking your journey out and seeing kind of what wherever you go, you're going to be successful. And I think it's awesome, man. Just let the listeners know, do you have any social media pages or anything that you're willing to share? Or do we not want to share those right now where they can follow your journey? I just want to be able to if you have somewhere for the people to you know, watch your journey, I just want to be able to give them that opportunity. Yeah, my Instagram is um DJ no capital spaces dot Mitchell underscore. And then okay. my, Twitter, my Twitter is capital D capital J underscore Mitchell one X. Okay. Cool. I will make sure we put that here in the description for you, DJ. So anybody who's listening right now, whether you're a coach, a fan, parent, whomever, you want to follow DJ's you know, career as he gets started in his high school career, go check it out. You can follow him there. I'm sure there will be updates here and there and highlights from time to time that you'll be able to see. Um, and we're looking forward to rooting for you, DJ, and, and seeing where you go. But keep putting in the work, my man. Uh, I just appreciate your time today. And keep keep studying hard and being good in the classroom, all right, my man? I appreciate you so much. I got one more thing. Also, uh, yes, sir. Instagram is actually DJ.Mission with the eyes with the one. So there you go. That's what I just said. No, that's perfect. No, I appreciate you saying that. Again, we'll put that in the description. So in case anyone got confused there, I'll make sure it's in the description. You guys can just click the link here. And uh, if you guys enjoyed the interview, make sure you hit us with a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me out. Or if you listen to your podcast on Spotify, perfect. Put it there. And if you guys want to give us a follow over on YouTube, do that as well. Just all those little things are little things. and They're free to do, uh, but they definitely help out with the growth of the show. DJ, thanks again. And for all those who are listening, we'll be coming to you next week with another interview. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.